episode of Living Life Intently. I'm your host, Lee Frazier. Johnny's not here, but I'm going to speak for him in his place. We absolutely love that you guys listen, download, stream, whatever to this podcast. It means a lot. It's been a fun ride this winter. And uh, like I mentioned last week, this is one of the final two episodes of this season. Next week's the season finale with Jan and Chris from Aid for Adventure. Not going to lie, had a couple beers. We chatted about a bunch of shit, watched the sun come down. It was a fun one. Um, other things I want to mention before we jump into this podcast, we've got a deal on campsites. So in June, you book any two, you get a third for free. So I'll just select the three dates and it'll discount, excuse me, automatically discount your booking by one night. Uh, glamping is back to single night bookings. Uh, two night bookings, no more thing. Well, I mean, you can book two nights, but two night minimums are... No more a thing. No more a thing. I don't know if that's English or not. I may have drank too much coffee this morning. So the last thing on the list to talk about is the Marguerite River paddle trips, which I've been leaking and talking about and posting about for like two months now. They are going to see the light of day this weekend on the website. There's going to be two trips in June. Uh, both are going to be the same concept, but one is going to include a private dinner at the Bite House. Um, we only have availability for eight people on each trip and you can choose between a pack raft or a inflatable paddleboard, which I took last year, which was, it's a pretty good tool, pretty good weapon for that rip. But just a little more information on that. It is a four day trip. You can either join us for the full four days or join us for the last two days. If white water and the upper river is a little too advanced for you and you want to spend a couple days paddling the river and having fun and hanging out. Whatever, man, you can still do the two days and join us for the Bite Outs dinner, but uh, all those options will be on the website this weekend, and I'm sure I'll be posting all about it. But if those are of interest to you, uh, send us a DM, and I'll just email you all the details right away as soon as it comes out. But um, yeah, I'm not going to talk any longer. I just want to jump into this podcast. So this episode is with Grant Whitcomb, who owns Kiff Lab, which is a dry bag company based out of Halifax. They sponsored our trip down the Marguerite last year. We got to use their gear and, uh, and you know, really put it to the test. I mean, mine had all my camera gear in it, and I went, like, head over heels in some rapids a few times. So um, the thing's tough as nails. Bags are great, but Grant's a weapon. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast, man. This was a fun one. And uh, we'll see you next week for the season premiere finale. Jesus, Lee, get yourself together. Okay, see you next week. Okay, so we are here in the Halifax Library. Yeah, we're here. I, I always, love this conference room. <laughs> this is dope, bro. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful building. Hey, yeah, they, yeah. And it's like uh, it was. We called yesterday, and they're like, "You can pay, um, you can pay for it now, or you can wait till tomorrow. And it's free." I'm like, oh, well, we'll wait till tomorrow. And it's free. I was like, "Well, what's the schedule like?" She's like, "Yeah, there's nothing going on tomorrow." I'm like, well, "Great, cool." Yeah, and then we're doing this, and then we're heading to um, out Purcell's Cove to Jan and Chris to do the Eight for Adventure guys. If you know those guys, yeah, yeah, I know them very well. Yeah, yeah. friends of mine. That's uh, actually I found I found out recently that Chris went to university with my friend Jeremy Smith, who runs the paddleboard company, uh, and I would have crossed paths with them back then. So, you would have probably brought shoulders, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it, yeah, it wasn't the same crowd, but you know. And not the same interest. But yeah, we're here in Halifax, we're sitting down at the library, Halifax Library, and we're here with Grant um, from KIF. And I always, I say, I always said, I think I sent you the videos from the Strawberry Run, and it was like KIF Labs or KIF bunch of <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, fuck, I misspelled that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no attention to detail. So, so yeah. So you're from uh, South Africa, and why don't you just um, or no South Africa? Yep. Am I right? You're yeah, quite, you got okay. it. Uh, okay. Yeah, but I could do a, a brief introduction. I was born in Zimbabwe. Cool. But ah. uh, I was only our family were there for. Well, my parents grew up there, and then um, after the the they had a war, and um, when I was about, I was I think I was younger than one. We moved to South Africa. Yeah, I lived there right throughout my childhood into my later teens and that's why i think more i say i'm, I'm from south africa because that's where i grew up yeah, yeah. The, I, had a, I had a friend i was working with from zimbabwe but that, that was when they were like it was like lots of lots of murders and people getting evicted from the farmland and all yeah that exactly yeah. yeah so he yeah. had to move his family and he's like his story was kind of crazy his, he was <laughs> like we were like minutes away from if we would have been like a couple minutes earlier we would all been dead so zimbabwe yeah. is down near yarmouth right yeah, that's yeah just <laughs> just down the just down the 102 there <laughs> yeah it's uh a lot of people um have kind of traumatic stories yeah. from there. it's quite, quite sad but uh the people are the most incredible people in the world yeah um and there was uh, i mean you know your parents hold things back from you but i think that was a big part of why we moved yeah my parent my my dad and his brothers were were in the army and they were a little bit concerned about our family and and the rest of it so yeah we we looked for another adventure in south africa and it was incredible it's it's a special place yeah did yeah. you go swim with sharks oh uh, i got a lot of <laughs> i got a lot of stories about my childhood but yeah yeah what's, we, what's the wildest craziest one uh i got well <laughs> It's, which one I don't want my parents to hear about, but <laughs> but um, so to give you a brief brief background, coming yeah. to if if you want to have an yeah, answer yeah. to that question, so um, I grew up in a place called uh, Riches Bay, and okay. if you noticed on our with our product, it's called the Tuzi Gazi. Yeah, yep. Um, so it's a it's a combination of two words from two rivers. Uh, there's the Umtla Tuzi and the Imzangazi rivers that flowed into one of the biggest natural harbors okay and uh it's there that i grew up i grew up in on around the water there and uh it's probably the most dangerous water in the world we have hippos uh saltwater crocodiles and bull sharks we call them zambezi sharks that come up there and uh yeah, we we grew up in that water, just messing around, and uh, we had some, we had some, and then up further along, uh, there's a there's an area called Saint Lucia. Uh, it's not like the Caribbean Saint Lucia; it's a little bit more rougher. Um, and there's a huge uh, uh, wetland park there, and we used to go hiking and and boating and fishing there, and and we had some uh, fun fun. Uh, contact situations with animals <laughs> wow crazy it's um, a completely different perspective i mean the, what do we got here coyotes that run away from you and black bears that yeah. also run away from you. <laughs> yeah and like it's kind of like the it reminds me of like you know the australian thing is like everything's trying to kill you yeah yeah we 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 laugh i don't want to no i don't want to sound rude yeah but we do when people say, "Oh, everything in Australia wants to kill you." We we have it, but worse. <laughs> we have we have the insects, we have the snakes, and then we have all these wild animals that are you know they're pretty pretty dangerous. So yeah. <laughs> so do you always bring when your guys are out? Will you bring protection with you? No, no. Uh, if you're in a bigger game park and you have a game ranger walking around with you, he'll have a weapon. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, I mean, you'll have a knife or something on you, but, uh, animals too, they, they try to stay away from you and you learn which animals you need to just 
be aware of. Uh, people think cats are quite dangerous. Leopards are, they can be a little bit dangerous, but it's more hippo, uh, buffalo. They, they, the, 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 I don't want to call them dumb animals, but they, they, they can't see very well. So if they see you approaching them, they'll go for you and they're not shy of taking you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And hippos can be pretty vicious. Yeah. They, they, they're the most dangerous. Uh, yeah. We, whenever you're in the water, that's you, if you come close to them, you, you just got to be very, very careful. And then on land too. So coming, one of the, the funniest and scariest moments of my life was, uh, we used to do this five day hike, um, uh, on this trail called Emoyeni up in St. Lucia. And we knew it very well. And, uh, we were, there's, there's this one part on, I think it was day two. It's been a long time, but, um, <laughs> there was this massive marsh area. Yeah. Um, and it was a very dry year and day one, we, we were like, Oh, well, everything's dried up. And this marsh area, you had to walk all the way around. It took a couple of hours, maybe, maybe a little bit more. So we were like, let's just cut straight through the middle. Cause you know, it's dry. Mm-hmm. So we, we made it to about halfway and then we realized it's a hippo grazing area, but there's no hippos around. It's daytime and they usually come out of the water at night to graze. And, um, we, but the problem was it was a marshy area, but it was dry. The, the mud was dry. But their hooves or their feet are huge. Um, they don't have hooves, but their feet are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we were walking and we were falling all over the place because you, you stand in these. And um, we, we went through it and we got to the campsite. And I realized my tent actually fell off my pack. So um, my friend Owen and I uh, – decided to go back and but it was at the end of the day and we decided to go back and look for my tent um i can't remember why he came with me but he might have been sleeping in my tent with me or but he came out there with me and he's he's uh the most irresponsible guy i don't know why i took him (laughs) (laughs) but um anyway we we were out there and uh until you go to africa you don't realize how quickly the sun sets it's daylight and it's dark within within a few minutes um Anyway, he was about 100 meters away from me, and I was searching with my torch in the, the sunset. And we, we were, I could see his torch along the ground. And then um, uh, out of nowhere, we just heard these hippo between us. So they come out of the water in the dark and they started grazing. <laughs> and they make like a, I don't want to make this, it's like a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just saw his torch stop and then. Start going up and down. <laughs> and he just ran off. <laughs> and the problem for me was that I was, the campsite was, they were between myself and the campsite. So, and I didn't want to keep my torch on because, you know, that can attract some kind of attention. So I turned my torch off and I had to walk all the way around this marsh at the pitch dark. And uh, I would turn my torch on now and then and you just see these eyes everywhere and you don't know what they are. <laughs> and, um, and I get back to the campsite about, honestly, it was, it took me a while. It must've been an hour and a half, two hours. And I get back there and owns sitting next to my pack and he's got my food and he's eating it. And he's just laughs at me. All the guys laugh. They're like, Oh, we thought you weren't coming back. We thought you weren't coming back. So you don't need that granola. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, when you're a kid, you, you're silly. And then uh, I think it was a year later, a game with hippos. Uh, 
we were um it's very dangerous there you shouldn't swim in the water but uh it was a very hot year um the the temperature gets 50 plus there yeah. so when you walk in 30 to however many kilometers a day with a very 80 kg pack it it's it's quite a toll in that heat so we all stripped off naked and we were swimming uh, in this uh in the estuary there and there's big saltwater crocs so you got to you got to really be careful a couple of guys keep their eyes out but there was a, a a group of hippos about 20 meters away and i don't know if you know what clay lighting is uh so you get a reed yeah and you put a piece of clay on the end and then you can flick it and it goes really far cool so we were like we we were stupid boys. So we were flicking them and trying to get as close to the hippos as we could. <laughs> and one of the guys hit one on its backside, and this and it stood up. We thought they were in deep water. It stood up and it just charged at us. And we uh, we all climbed in, into this tree that was the worst tree ever. It was the halfway <laughs> dying. It's bending over, and we had these hippos all around us, and uh, yeah, completely stark naked. So so yeah. <laughs> In that African sun, our, our, our pale white bums got really burnt and made the rest of the hike uncomfortable with the packs. But yeah. <laughs> They're really fast, eh? Yeah. yeah They're extremely fast. And the other thing you don't realize is you run around a bush, they run straight through it. So, yeah, right? So yeah, you gotta, you got to be careful with them. Uh, it's like watching yeah. black bears. You don't think they can move that fast. And then yeah. you just see this like dart through the trees and it's yeah. gone. So, so I have a question. <laughs> What brought you to Nova Scotia? Well, my yeah, my wife. Uh, yeah, she's from she's from here. Uh, her grandparents are from Cape Breton. Cool. Yeah, I think her grandmother's from um, Lewisburg, and her grandfather's from Bedeck. Oh wow, uh, I, they're wonderful people. And yeah, but um, yeah, we met in the UK. Cool. And uh, she said, yeah, part of the deal was we moved back to Nova Scotia, and I'm very thankful we did. I don't think people – I always say this. I don't think people realize how wonderful it is here, yeah. uh, the people that live here. It's a, it's a good lifestyle. It's very relaxed. Uh, I don't know housing prices and all the rest are crazy right now. but oh, uh, but um <laughs> And I think people are special here. Yeah, they, they're just lovely, very, very positive and bubbly and, and welcoming. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's – how I ended up here, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's it's worth saying too. Uh, if you asked me when I was eighteen if I'd be living in Canada, I would have said, to you, "There's no way." Because <laughs> <laughs> I was so. What am I going to take a moose to yeah, work? Exactly. Am I going to ride a moose to work? And why would I live anywhere where it's you know it gets down to minus twenty or whatever? And uh, you know, because I was I was a big surfer boy. I, I love yeah yeah and but. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great place. You still surf? I do, but not here as much as I wish I did. Yeah, um, I'm a very fair weather surfer. It's, uh, the, I think the guys here are very brave and and yeah, I just, because of the cold. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> literally down to it because <laughs> where I grew up is the Indian Ocean. Um, yeah. So we we would just you know the water's average temperature is 26 degrees so we would just wear board shorts and a rash vest um so yeah and we had very good waves there so the waves you know yeah the waves are on and off and you you got to be in the community and watch the weather to see when it yeah when it's good so i I just haven't i just haven't done that yet i just started surfing last year you enjoyed uh yeah like 
you know, like maybe two dozen times I've gotten up and rode for yep. a few seconds or whatever. It's exhilarating. It's exhausting, though, <laughs> trying to get that few seconds, yeah. Yeah. you know. But uh, the, the best thing about it is you completely connected with nature and your environment and like those two seconds were probably yeah. one of the best two seconds of your life the whole world yeah. drops out yeah. Yeah. and you feel weightless yeah. you know uh, you feel like the water has like morphed with your body <laughs> <laughs> and it's just carrying you to shore right that's, yeah, that's, that's a good beautiful. way of putting it yeah, yeah. yeah except for when you hit bottom <laughs> except for them when you turf your board that's, that's been my experience I've, I've i've surfed probably like maybe a dozen times and i'd say probably 10 of those times have been in like 10 foot swells like yeah. and winter so or like a storm um so i'm literally like crashing and dying was... we, we went out here one time I, i'm going to say it's like 10 years ago and we were in halifax i was up here staying at my aunt's and uh, my brother was here, and it was in November, and it was a snowstorm, and uh, we had all decided to go uh, go surfing that day. So we, we drove out to Lawrencetown and went to Happy Dudes and went to rent boards from them. And uh, they're like, have you guys surfed before? Oh, yeah, 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 we've surfed before. I did twice before, right? And nobody else had surfed at all. So we grabbed the boards, and we go out to the beach, and the, there's, there's like, it's just getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and bigger. And I don't know how to paddle out. So I'm paddling straight into the waves and I'm getting smashed and hit off the rocks. And so I make it out once. I kind of get up, fall down. I sit on the beach and I'm just done. But I'm looking down the beach and I see the rest of the guys. And they're like, hands are in the air, waving. I'm like, oh, you know, they're having a good time. What I didn't know was that one of the guys is starting to get sucked out. And they're trying to wave me to go help him. And I'm just sitting there on the beach. (laughs) Waving back. (laughs) Waving back. And so they they finally rescue him, get him out. And he gets off out of the water. And we there's a bunch of local guys starting to show up. And they're like, what are you guys doing here? I'm like, oh, no, we just rented boards from Happy Dudes. They're like, they rented you boards? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you surfed before? I was like, ah, a handful of times. They're like, they should not have rented you boards. I don't know what they were doing. So that was, uh, and then we came back and went to the uh, father's mustache and proceeded to drink all day. We've, um, we have a, we have a couple of, um, popular surf spots on the island, but, uh, I've recently discovered through a, a you know, like I, I posted a couple of pictures of me surfing or us out or whatever. And then like a bunch of people I didn't know who are from Cape Breton messaged me and they're like, man, have I got a spot for you? Nobody knows about it. So don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a, a map of all of these surf spots that are really close to me now. And so, uh, yeah, you got to keep those close to heart. Right? You don't tell anyone. Otherwise yeah. you get in trouble. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what was the inspiration for Kiff? Uh, it's a good question. So, um, uh, I'm a very outdoorsy guy. I, like I said, I love being on the water, in the water and, um, uh, hiking and camping and the rest of it. Uh, and yeah, there's so many opportunities to do it. So, uh, anyway, uh, that's another whole part of it, but, um, when COVID started, if you guys remember, everyone got into this whole, oh, let's call everyone around the world and get onto these groups calls. I don't know if you guys did it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah and uh, it was like, let's chat to our friends all around the world and or wherever. And that's the way we're going to keep ourselves sane. Just to, inter- just to interject, a friend of mine made one of all of his ex-girlfriends. <laughs> that's brilliant. And, and then all of us, all of 
like our group of friends who had ne- who hadn't really talked in a long time, and now we're all friends and we've traveled <laughs> to meet each other. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so funny when they all realize though one day in the group chat, like, wait. Did you guys all sleep with him? <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. But, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, all of us, my South African friends that yeah. I went to school with, we had a, a chat, and uh, uh, one of my friend Shacks, he he was just talking about Botswana, and yep. And then we got into a conversation, and then later on, further on down the line, we were talking about how these kids in Africa, especially, they go to school. And they don't have backpacks, um, so they walk to school carrying their books. And when it rains, uh, their books get ruined, and that's their year ruined. Uh, so they have to share books and whatever. So I was like, well, I've got contacts in the outdoor scene. Let me see how much it costs to make a bag. Yeah. So I, and then I went down this path, and uh, I realized it's, it, you know, it's very easy to do, and um, you just need a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And then um, we, we got talking about let's launch a brand uh, and let's make something that's special and then off of those proceeds we can try get these packs to these kids. Yep. Um, we didn't go down that route though uh, for particularly school kids, but we work with another foundation called Waves for Ta- Change, with Waves mm-hmm. for Change, yep. Yep. and they're amazing. Um, they help uh, street children or ch- children that are in uh, difficult situations and they call it surf uh therapy and they take them out of that environment take them down to the beach get them into this little community and try to build up their confidence yeah, and, and awesome. get them out surfing and and just having fun as kids because uh you know most of the time they're just trying to find food and and, yeah. and the rest of it is it's it's terrible so we i've through the brand well and that's how kiff came along we uh just through that conversation we wanted to just build out a brand that does something good um cool and there's a whole business side to it. We knew that uh, we had to. It's outdoor market. It's very competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had to find a little groove in there, um, and uh, we had to look f- look for a product that was one size because you know you could do t-shirts and the rest of it, but you have to have a lot of stock. Um, and then we went down the route of okay, we're going to have a product. Uh, to capture people's attention, there needs to be a little a level of education into the materials and the rest of it. So, um, yeah, and then that's that's where it came from, I guess. What <laughs> does kif mean? Oh, I should have mentioned that actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we say kif. We don't say cool. So cool means kif. Uh, where are we from? It's not cool to say cool. It's uh, it's cool to say kiff. Oh, <laughs> so, cool. So yeah, well, so kiff. Kiff, yeah. yeah, okay. So so that's where the name is uh, kiff, and then lab is uh, you know we we just wanted to with these crazy guys in a little the cool lab. lab. Yeah, just trying to figure out materials and and the rest of it. So, so how so long that, was the process from start the idea inception of the idea to the finished product? Two years, two two and a bit years now. Um, it took a year to come up with it to find a manufacturer to find a product to go through the whole marketing process uh and then the last year has just been a you know trying to build the brand itself uh off of off of one product but now unfortunately we're going to bring out a few more so i mean when so i i like i i don't want to imply that it's a success i don't know but like from my <laughs> perspective 
when I seen Lee and Ashley's bags. Yeah. And then, like, two weeks after that, you'd put out a... A contest to win one. <laughs> Bro, I dedicated two, three weeks of my life, day and night, to win that bag. The, one of the guys, Cade, uh, who helps me with this, he's 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 uh, basically my partner. And uh, he was just like, who's this Jonathan guy? Literally just <laughs> hitting the contest constantly. <laughs> well, he's doing a good job. I Well, I mean, I hit that contest until, like, Instagram every hour would say, you've posted too many times, you need a 30-minute break. And I did that for two or three weeks. Well, you, you, made a, you made a lot of noise for us. I mean, so I, it, was, I, it was fantastic. I, I got the bag. Yeah. I won the bag. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it served me very well. Um, yeah. I mean, like... I have taken it over mountains and through rivers, and I have fallen down with it. I've gotten it <laughs> hung up on things. I have dropped it pretty fucking far yeah. with gear in it. Um, it's still waterproof. It's still solid. Like yeah, we uh, and uh, we we're working on two point now. So it's like with any product, you figure out the the weak points and the rest yeah. of it, and uh, it has done well. And we've we've got a lot of raving reviews about it which is fantastic and then yeah we 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 will be bringing out some better a better version too uh, cool well it keeps things dry i'll put it that way because yeah. uh there's a part and I, I really in hindsight i wish i would have captured this um when we were paddling the marguerite last year and i i, I have a clip so i i was ahead of everybody and it was where it was, it was the bag on my back that had my camera in it so i'd pop it down and everything ready to go and i pop it open and start filming so i'm filming and i'm seeing uh, Wes and, and Alec and, and Ashley in the canoe, they're coming down and they're starting to rope canoe, but way up on the corner of the river, I see Logan and I see uh, Jimmy coming down in their canoe and it hits a rock and it goes sideways. And then I just see like bags getting thrown out <laughs> and water going everywhere. And I, I, in the corner of the screen, like I'm focusing, I'm, I'm watching the guys next to me, but in the background, you can see the canoe flip over <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit. And then you see the camera get slammed down on the ground and I just took off running. And, uh, yeah, we had a fish. It floated. It had camera gear and everything in it. And it was floating down the river. And I was in the <laughs> middle of the water with a stick trying to pull all these dry bags out of the water as they came down the current. Yeah. So it kept that dry, but yeah. Jimmy had his, you know, $10,000 camera rig in a garbage bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I've climbed through wet caves with it. Um, yeah, we've done all kinds of crazy shit with them. I mean, it's, uh, I need to put it, it's nothing special. It is a regular dry bag. It's just the. It's really yeah, durable. Yeah. We, uh, we, we tried to find the best material that we could for it. Uh, yeah. that wasn't bad for the environment and the rest of it. So yeah, we, uh, we did a lot of work there and, um, yeah, we, you guys had a pretty serious trip. That was pretty fun. <laughs> it was fun, man. It's, uh, I'm in the middle of editing it right now. Um, which I've realized that throughout the, that process, it's the, there was a lot of stuff I missed yeah. the mark on getting because we were just trying to get through the white water. But uh, and I didn't really capture much of the some of the white water, but the extent of the white water and like rapids that we went through, like I didn't capture most <laughs> of them because I was just like, let's just get people through this corner and not get everything. Like not just us hurt, but also all the gear we had probably like. Fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of film gear between yeah. like the four of us, like it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Definitely that, did not need it all. 
And Ash actually messaged me afterwards because she didn't have a bag and she said that uh, she wished she had one, uh, which was, you know, she's talk about a talented individual. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, we – so I sent her a bag afterwards and, uh, yeah, she's been, you know, promoting and doing yeah. her thing. And, uh, yeah, it was good to hear that, uh, you know, there was some use for it for you guys. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh. it didn't just sit on a beach. Yeah, like, oh, we kicked the shit out. So of I him, had right? like uh, I, I had the backpack on. So I had my mm. fishing waders on, and then I had um, my shell, my uh, Gore-Tex shell, and then I had the life jacket, and then I had the kiff bag, and then I had like walkie talkies <laughs> hanging off it, and I had like all this shit, and I would go head over heels. Like we'd come through a rapid, I'd I'd bomb them, right? I'd just yeah. be like, Let, let's run. Let's not even look at the rapid. Let's just bomb <laughs> it. So I'm coming through and, you know, it'd hook, hook a rock or something and throw me forward or I'd flip it sideways. And yeah, I'd be in that water with the bag and all my camera gears in the back of it. And yeah, it worked well. And they served us well in Kedgy too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But that's that was a big problem on that, that trip. We had these um, so-called dry bags from Makona. <laughs> Ask Ashley how that went. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys have worked together on some projects. Yeah. Speaking of, yeah, we did the yeah. the strawberry run trip. Um, uh, we linked up on that one. I just uh, we were looking at potential. Like the idea for that trip was to find like minded companies that would be interested in being involved in a project. Because I had this idea of doing this documentary, and we had done one previously, and you know I wanted to do another one. And so we just started like cold calling people and reaching out to random and like, and in the, I, I didn't think anybody would jump on it. That was the idea. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to do I, I was one of those suckers. <laughs> I, well, it's just no. like, you know, and then I, I don't know if you were the first one and I can't remember who first. And then after the first person jumped on, it was just like, boom, 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 yeah. boom. And we filled out the whole list of sponsors. I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So, but it worked out well. It was fun to do and, and a fun challenge for us. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I love seeing the pictures. I was telling them the other day of the one, uh, it was like Paddle Canada or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just me standing on a rock. That was the corner that everybody almost died on. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a it was a perfect fit for us too. When when you guys described the whole adventure and and the rest, it was and what you produced out of that is you know we keep recycling. It's amazing uh, some of the images and and the rest of it. So yeah, we were very thankful to be part of it. Yeah, I think you're like one of the. F- Probably the main person that keeps resharing stuff. I'm looking at all the other brands that were on board. I'm like, you're not sharing anything? Like, those photos were awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. You work with many content creators? Uh, we – it's quite a – so, yes. Yeah. I mean, to how we can, as much as we can, because we are still a small small uh, enterprise or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah, we – so, from the beginning, we had a simple plan. It was – you have influencers and the rest of it. Um, yep. But we wanted to talk. We wanted to just try get people on board that were content creators, but in the outdoor scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you just the return on that is amazing. Uh, yeah. And then we work with uh, guys like Rove Productions uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Matt and uh, Riker. Riker, and they, I mean, they've been helping us since the beginning. They they're just incredible guys. Yeah. Super talented again. Super talented. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, that's what we've been doing. And, um, hopefully this next year we can start spreading out into the rest of the world, get some people in South Africa involved and, and, mm-hmm. uh, in the U S which has turned out to be a really good market for us, even though we, we haven't even tried to explore there. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Was, uh, we, we put a, put a lot of marketing in South Africa, Europe, UK and, and Canada. 
and Canada and uh, the US have just that's that's Blown where we're out. doing a lot of our sales. Yeah, crazy. Cool. I know a lot of the fishing guys around here bought stuff and yep. and um, and use it quite a bit. Because you got that light, nice little like strap on the side that's perfect yeah. for a rod case. <laughs> that's what I had in mind. So yeah, know. no rod case. Uh, your paddles, uh, you can put your tripod on in there, and you know all those. So just strap all that stuff onto it for sure. What's yeah. been one of the kind of like coolest things, like milestones that you guys have hit since you started the the business? Wow, that's a. Like, I mean, there's, there, there was a lot of stuff, but, you know, I just want to know from your perspective, because like the amount of stuff that I've seen is probably only a small percentage <laughs> of the stuff you see, because yeah. I obviously run the company. Um, uh, a, a very cool, well, Kif thing for us. see what you did there. A very Kif thing for us was um, a lady called Bridget Hartley. Uh, she's, she went to school with me, actually, but... Uh, She's an Olympic rower, and she took our bag to the Olympics. And cool. for us, that was like, that's, that's pretty special. <laughs> Here we are, uh, you know, across the world. So, right. so that, was, that, was a, that was a great moment for us. Uh, and then uh, just the, I think in general, the support that we're getting from our community. We don't have a big community yet, you know, a lot of followers, but uh, the people that are behind us are just championing us, and it's, it's it warms the heart Sick. so yeah it's very fun i like i like seeing like um i just like being on the ground floor and, and knowing the people like you and being involved in these in these um companies and products and seeing them start and from the ground floor up uh it's like the mm. brent and brewing guys when they first started i started working with them quite a bit and yeah. they jumped obviously jumped on that project as well so it was very cool to see you know i think the first year they started like i was like chatting with them about sponsorship doing this and they've been really you know they they've championed and like to be a part of a lot of local events. Obviously, they're a local brewery, but um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun working with them over the years and seeing them grow. How it used to be just the two owners they used to deal with, and then yeah. now it's like a whole team of people behind them. And I think there's something really special about dealing with like a company grassroots. Yeah, you know, like. Not not saying that you know if Patagonia was like, hey guys, you want a sponsorship? We wouldn't be, we'd be turn it down or anything. But like, fuck, it's like super cool to work with a company who's like still in the development process, and um, you know, and we get to like pump and we get all this like social media back and forth, yep. and yeah, that's really. And cool. we also when you had like our stage with guys like yourself who are using the bag and that we like a sponge when yeah. when you tell us what what you need it for and what we can improve and yeah and uh yeah i know it's uh yeah that's why our ears are open <laughs> yeah well, what do you got coming up what's the next what's the next product launch for uh Kef? so we got a we we're gonna do it in stages so we've got a 10 liter option yeah. with us with the strap that's coming out uh this month mm-hmm. um because we we've been asked for something simpler that bag's pretty big it's a 35 40 liter bag um so you, you can't use it every single day. So this the, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> but the ten liter is uh, it's just a regular dry bag, and then we have a twenty liter smaller option that's a backpack, and then we have a a five liter and then a duffel bag that's a backpack, uh, cool. which can be different sizes. So, but yeah, it's all uh, you know you you got to do it in stages just because of the capital heavy business. So, yeah, uh, getting stock in and the rest of it, and then. Um, we're going through a huge exercise right now. So I was actually talking to you about this, Lee, uh, the support we're getting from the province through uh, Halifax Partnership, NSBI. Uh, yep. 
and then BDC and the rest of it uh, has been amazing. They've linked me to a lot of advisors, uh, and you, I didn't realize how many established people come out of Nova Scotia because uh, there's this one program called Scotians, and it's all these people around the world that uh, are advisors, and they they very high up in the industries and they within the the retail industry that you're in yes uh, yeah. and not necessarily they just um they they talk to you a lot about they they could come up with ideas for business in general yeah okay okay um like i spoke to a guy two days ago uh he's in renewable energy and he we got into a conversation about thinking outside the box to generate sales and it was it was it was amazing discussion because uh i don't want to talk about it too much but <laughs> but uh but yeah it just makes you think outside of just going down the same route as for sure else. yeah um, i mean i mean it's been very hard for for me personally because you know i have a lot of uh within my family and close network around me there's a lot of self-made and and uh, entrepreneurs like most of my family all have their own business so using that for reference has been a help but in like the fundamental way of like starting a business running a business approaching budgeting like all that yeah. sort of stuff however when it comes to like marketing thinking out of the box different product developments and stuff it's it's hard or even like marketing uh side it's, of things it's, it's very busy out there yeah it's very yeah. hard for me to approach somebody because you know when we had the last conversation i was just going off about all the shit i've been learning <laughs> on my own about and canary's <laughs> probably sick and tired of hearing about it because it's all like digital marketing and this and that and how to, ways to approach strategy and you know i tried to reach out to people within that industry around here and it's very close close close-knit and they don't want to divulge much information they want me to pay for those resources which at the time i'm like i don't know if it's i just want to ask questions and yeah. if it's a value to me then i don't mind having you on board as like an advisor and paying you for like being a consultant or something but it's yeah. like it was very hard to try to find the information so i just started you know like every night four or five hours a night like in the morning five in the morning being online looking reading just learning like that yeah. sort of stuff that's the way you do it and it's good to do it yourself rather than bringing in someone else too, uh, to, just so you get the fundamentals and you know if someone's kind of bullshitting you. I, yeah. I don't want to sound negative in that way, but yeah. And then uh, you know, if you get into a discussion, you you can contribute to it, uh, absolutely, and, and you can give your ideas. So yeah, it's it's good to learn yourself. <laughs> I think sometimes it's like dangerous to lean on, like it's good to delegate, yeah, um, but it's dangerous to not be uh, educated in yeah. something. Yeah. And on the other side, uh, I've learned uh, it's been a very humbling experience that, that you could bring people on board that know what they're doing and yeah. uh, they can really take you to another level yeah. if you if you open yourself up to it. So or humble you, you know, like you're doing shit wrong, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, coming back to your question, what's next and the, and the rest of it. So the reason I was talking about uh, the province and how they're helping us and all these organizations, we're going to go through this. We're going through this real discovery process right now of working out what our mission is, what our values are, uh, where we want to take the company in five years, and it's uh, it's been quite a it's quite an amazing uh, process. Cool. So yeah, it's uh, so the website will change over the next few months uh we've got to we'll hopefully be bringing some more people in and yeah so it, it's it's an exciting time exciting exciting yeah. there we go <laughs> you got a list of things in front of you before we uh, jump into a rapid fire 
What? You, know, you, have a lo- you have a notebook. No, I no, know. I was, I was just like, oh, I came man, prepared. <laughs> More prepared than we did. Yeah. I want, I want to look smart. <laughs> no, it's literally just scribbles. Yeah, just it's random uh, words. Just this is my, this is my diary of uh, just people that I speak to, and I try to write down stuff. That's all. <laughs> well, I've got about six of those, all yeah. for different things. Second brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's about time we jump into rapid fire, eh? Yeah. Oh boy, let's do it. Wait. <laughs> oh the class. That the was class. amazing. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> the funk music? <laughs> All right, rapid fire. Summer or winter? Um, oh, that's a good question. I, I'm not going to be rapid yet. Uh, <laughs> I should, summer, I'll say summer, but I absolutely love snowboarding. So, you do you? Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, activities. So, so winter's growing on you. Big time. Yeah, big time. So, cool. but we some highlands next year with us. No, I want to. I wanted to talk to you about all this. Okay, yeah. let's talk about all. <laughs> all right. Um, fiddles or bagpipes? Uh, fiddles. Yeah. So, uh, just a quick one, if you don't mind. Go uh, ahead. Yeah. No, we can take all the time we need. When I first arrived here, my wife said to me that all of our friends we were going to go out and see a concert down on the waterfront. Yeah. And she's like, it's, it's a huge concert. The whole city will be there. And I was like, okay, I wonder who that is. <laughs> and we went down and, uh, yeah, they had a, it was the Rankin family. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing. It was, cool. it was truly amazing. So, yeah, that's Nova Scotia. <laughs> a little uh, interjection there. Jimmy Rankin came tubing the other year, like last, was it last year or the year before? Anyway, he came down with his wife and kids and stuff, and he was wearing a Tilly hat. With this big neck thing and me massive sunglasses, <laughs> like in disguise, trying to like, so no one would know who he was. Right, and then as yeah. soon as somebody was like, I think that's Jimmy Rankin. It was just like, <laughs> can I get a picture? And he's like, oh, fuck, here we go. Yeah. And he's yeah. a, he's a germaphobe too. Okay. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So he like tries to like keep his face from people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah. that's probably part of it too, right? It's just like guys like stay away from me. And, um, and I was just going to say quickly, yeah. uh, the only reason I didn't say bagpipes, uh, I'm South African rugby is in our blood. Yeah. And the only two times I've been to Scotland, uh, Scotland have beat us in rugby. <laughs> and they never, ever beat us. It was, uh, it was so, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's a traumatic experience. <laughs> what position do you play? I used to play number eight. Okay. Uh, and, and second row, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, waves or waterfalls? Uh, waves, yeah. What is your favorite place in the world? Well, the, the, well. No, yeah, I can't. Uh, you can say it. You can say it. No, it's a safe it, place. No, it's it's a hard question because, oh man, I think it comes down to experience too, right? Okay, it's, I'd have to say Bali because yeah. I had I've had a, an amazing time there, but then sailing in the Adriatic and Cape Breton's beautiful and South Africa. No, I won't say Bali. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Uh, Cape Vidal in South Africa. Cool. Yeah, it's a very rustic, beautiful place. It's, it's Surf wild. Town? No, it's just a huge ocean, cool. lots of wildlife. Yeah, very extreme. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm not very rapid on these. <laughs> how do you take your coffee? I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee? No. Tea? Yeah, I drink tea. Yeah? What kind of tea? It's just uh, milky white with one sugar. It's cool. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you are what you eat, what are you? I'm a steak. Cool. 
Yeah. If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Uh, leopard. Ooh. Yeah. They, they're beautiful and they just do their own thing. And, and dangerous. Yeah, they're super dangerous. Well, I wouldn't say I'm dangerous, <laughs> but I just want to look beautiful. Right? <laughs> if you were a beer, what kind of beer would you be? Uh, a bintang. That's a what is a bin? <laughs> it's a Indonesian beer. Okay, it's, yeah, it's, I just have really good memories on it. So, yeah. does it? What would? It, what does it taste like? It's just a like a, a crisp lager. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'd, yeah bin tang. Cool. And last one: if you had to choose a way to die, well, <laughs> if you were gonna die, yeah. and you had to choose a way to die, what what would you choose? Like death by drowning, death by leopard, death uh, by hippopotamus. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be so lame and just say by sleep. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's I just, fair. Uh, life's, uh, yeah. I think I, like, personally, what would you choose, Lee? In a hammock on top of a mountain, probably. Okay. Well, there'd be no hammock on top of a mountain because there'd be no trees there. So that doesn't make sense. I would choose yeah. parachute, not opening. It's quite a rush. Right? Because <laughs> you would go through the five stages of yeah. grief before yeah. you hit the ground. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I don't want to know. That's my... That's I fair. Just, yeah, whatever. Secret. I, I, I thought about it a lot. When I, when I used to work and, and being in the water, I just always used to think about, fuck it. Yeah. What would it be like to die right now? <laughs> I think, yeah, you should probably see a doctor about that. But. <laughs> um, so, Grant, where can people find you? So, just kifflab.com. Yep. Uh, we got social media, kifflab, uh, Facebook, you know, all of them. Uh, we on TikTok. Uh, and, yeah, just uh, drop us an email if you have any questions or you want to find you out more. You guys have a TikTok? Or, yeah, we got a TikTok. Cool. It's uh, got 6,000 followers. I don't know how that happened. So, yeah, we, got, uh, we, don't, we don't spend enough time on social media, to be honest. Uh, we should do more. But, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to put things in place so that I, I can spend less time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Guys, yeah. absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. We're going to get a beer now? Sounds good. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> See ya. Thank See ya. You.